with Tausch back after his mysterious trip to discuss Nothing mysterious road building. Talk road building, a little there, sun, a little yeah. football, a little bit of everything. Well, it's a little light on details. Yeah, not so that everything, makes it a little mysterious. Listen, not everything needs to be an on-air deal. Not I'm not saying it does, but it kind of... Your One minute we're talking about Johnson & Sons paving. The next thing you're telling us is that you learned how to build roads while you're on vacation. No, I didn't say I said I was learning. I wanted to learn, so I studied. That's a very, very good clarification there. Uh, we're just glad to have you back with your increased knowledge of road building. Although you're not an expert I in sent that. Jesse a picture yesterday, so we had a little time in between games, and there was... Games of road building? A gaggle. I'm talking gaggle on gaggle on gaggle of geese that were pooping everywhere. There's a, a nice little walking... Uh, I do this all the time, listen to my pods as I'm... Micah Parsons. Uh, Jordan no, Love, yeah. The Edge. But it's inordinate uh, how many geese, and is there a point... I don't want to sound crazy. There was a point that I was wondering, what if these geese decide to just go into full-on attack mode? Like you're walking in their business. Uh, They typically don't. I hope somebody has a video camera. I sent a picture to Jesse, and there was a crane that was like overseeing the whole thing. And this crane, it was like they were following me and Eleanor on our walk. Hooting and hollering the whole time. You know, Crane's got the, you know, the whole, I, I can't do a good Crane. But then we <laughs> no, left. No, you can't. We were semi-intimidated by this gaggle. There were so Did many you say you that were bullied? we veered left when I normally like going around the pond and watching the sure. sun reflect. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful little, uh, what's that movie, uh, the blank about the lake? On Golden Pond? Yeah, there you go. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of. And Not we sure veered, how I figured that one out. We, we veered left, and this crane, I took a picture of the crane, uh-huh. kind of standing there like, don't you dare come this way. Well, then the crane flies back over our head like it's a drone. So I don't know what's going on with the migration patterns and whatnot, but have you all noticed there is an inordinate amount of geese for Feb 19 just sitting around? Did you guys notice that? I had not noticed no. that. No. But I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. Uh, there are a lot of geese. <laughs> Did you step in a lot of goose A lot droppings? of goose pump, a lot of yeah. goose poop. Yeah. A lot of goose poop. Are you allowed to wear your shoes in your house, or does Sarah prevent No, them? I don't know shoes in the house. So at least it didn't get trekked all over your home. Correct. That's good. Uh, you, I, I know you really want to get to the part about draft night and Jordan, even though we don't have that audio. Uh, or at least the right audio about draft night. There is, uh, I thought this was supposed to be one of those pictures for that. Re- yep. well, some might say ridiculous game gonna, where you like us to interpret it. why you took the picture. I've tried numerous times. What is Maybe that we're building off in the back? Half of last no, I week? Was not off half of last week. Yeah, more than half. Thank you. <laughs> Did you get the crane too? Because the crane. The crane was free. See the crane anywhere. This is the entire picture. I, I sent you a I crane too. Edit the picture. I sent you a crane. All right. Anyways, Photoshop the crane in along with uh, Brian Bulaga and his donkey. Um, all right. There's a clip from this back and forth with Jordan Love and Micah Parsons on the edge. And again, you can find that podcast on Spotify, which is where Tausch listened. 
You can find it on YouTube. It's interesting. It's worth your time. Uh, but among the things that they discussed was just with Jordan talking about <clears throat> what he learned from his predecessor, Aaron Rodgers. Here is that lengthy back and forth. What was it like being behind him? Like for them four years, right? Three, uh, three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, What'd you learn? Like, what? What was that? Man, it it was awesome, man. Obviously, when I got drafted, you know, that was my first thought. I'm like, man, they got Aaron Rodgers. Like, what, what, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be on the bench for a little bit. But, uh, man, that whole three years was awesome, man. Obviously, when you come out of college, you you know you feel good. You, you go to the league. You like, man, I I killed it in college. I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm smart. I got to Green Bay. I seen him practicing. I seen him in the meeting room, and I was like, man, this is a different level, like a different level. Just his knowledge of the game, the way he was like, obviously, it's my rookie year, so I'm just learning the offense. You know, rookie years, it's tough. You know, you're trying to – it's a whole playbook you're trying to learn through training camp and whatnot. So I'm trying to learn that. And Aaron out there checking plays, making his own calls, doing all these signaling plays that he ran like in 2014 that uh, some of the receivers might not even know. And it's like – I'm like, bro, how are you doing? Like, how do you remember all this stuff? How, how do you remember these signals from six years ago? How do you remember these plays? So he's like a dictionary. Oh, man, he, he's incredible. Like, Aaron is incredibly smart. Um, very smart. Like, his brain is, is a very powerful tool he has. But um, not even that. That alone, man. Once, once I saw him on the field and, and just saw the throws he made, it was like, bro, I thought I was good. But this, this like, it's, it's, it's humbling. I'll say that. It's very humbling. What are three things that you took from him that transpired to the year you had this year? Like, what are the three things that that was most valuable to you that he taught you or you learned from him mm -hmm. that allowed you to have – because you, you had a better first year than him. And then how do you sustain that? Like, what were those three things that you said, like, yeah. Aaron taught me or I he always gave say, to me? I always say the biggest thing I've seen from Aaron, just watching him, is the consistency. Every day, practice, game, like, it's the same dude. And the plays I was seeing him make in practice, bro, is like the game. You see him in the game, you're like, okay, yeah. I mean, I see this every day. Like, this is normal to us. But practice, I'm like, man, this is different. Just just his knowledge of what the defense is doing pre-snap and where he's going with the ball, how quick he gets the ball out. But consistency, that's that's when I saw that, I was like, man, I got I to gotta dive deeper, be better in practice, better practice habits. It's all going to translate to the game. And then, man, just playing the quarterback position, the way he's able to take care of the ball, um, you know, obviously he won MVP by, by you know, putting up a lot of touchdowns and, and take care of the ball, not having a lot of turnovers. So uh, just the way he's able to do that, process defense, if a play is not there, obviously, you know, we're drawing up these plays for certain looks. I think you're going to have it. If we're not getting the perfect coverage for it, find that check down. Man. That's, that's, a, that's a huge lesson I learned from him. Because, you know, in college I came in, and my, my problem in college was I was forcing the ball downfield a little bit too much, trying to make, trying to make Superman plays and, and doing a little bit too much. So, just taking advantage of those check downs and getting the ball to the playmakers. Um, and then, yeah, man, I mean, just the way he's able to lead, man, just his, his, his leadership, his knowledge of the game, like just seeing that, it opened my eyes to a whole other level of just greatness. Again, that is Jordan Love talking with Micah Parsons on his podcast, The Edge, during Super Bowl week. So, Tausch, when you listen to him and you hear him talk about those things, you were there when Rodgers was in his spot learning from Favre. Not every quarterback, hardly any, in fact. Patrick Mahomes, for one year, got to do that, but just one. And obviously has been fantastic ever since. When you look at that and you hear that, 
is there any way at all for more teams to follow this blueprint to increase the likelihood of their young quarterbacks succeeding and not failing out of the gate? And look, C.J. Stroud was terrific this year, so it's not like it's impossible. Justin Herbert played pretty darn well for the Chargers as a rookie. Uh, Tua, ups and downs, certainly, right? But when you listen to what Jordan Love said and you think back to what you saw Rodgers glean from being around Favre, it just feels like it's it gives you a much better chance to succeed. It, it does, and no, you well. First off, you have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's I know the Chiefs had Alex Smith, who's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes obviously is a special cat. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about what the Packers have done and how Green Bay's approached it, and I think the thing that I took away from listening to that whole operation was. The mentality of especially today's player is you've had so many people telling you how great you are. Now, Jordan Love did not go to a big boy school. Utah State's a nice program, sure. but so it's a little bit different. But the quote that I heard there was, I thought I was good, mm-hmm. and then I saw this guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, players will constantly, again, that insecurity of you know not being the guy yet, you're interested in stats you're not interested in all the right things and that's just human nature it's not a down it's not a knock on any of these young quarterbacks it's just reality same thing happens in the nba guys are more interested in their stats and in everything else but what jordan learned in that whole thing was yeah i have some of these skills uh, but i'm watching someone doing this at an incredibly high level every player i've ever met they might not go and proactively talk to the veteran players, but every young player, they don't really care about all the other stuff you got going on in your life. They look at a 8, 9, 10-year vet, and they say, I want that. So how do I get there? How does this guy approach this? How does he watch film? How does he practice? What does he do from a massage standpoint? What does he do, unless it's Deshaun Watson? What Allegedly. Uh you're always looking for. Oh my gosh! You're always looking for what is driving this success. How are people approaching it? And when you have that resource, use it. And Aaron was probably more open with his approach than maybe Brett was with Aaron, at least for a part of it. But those habits and how you view things, a lot of times these guys think they have all the answers. I don't need that. Oh, I'm not doing this. Well, no, 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 I got this. And when you see how Aaron takes things and uh, learns, this is one of the weaknesses I have, I would bet donuts to dollars that Jordan Love is looking at this, talking with Tom Clements, and Tom is probably going to say, you know what? You didn't To your left, your completion percentage is eight points less than this. And I remember Rodgers, that was one of his big things from his first year to his second year starting was, I need to be better going to my left. Okay. Guarantee you Jordan Love is going to look at that and attack it and say, these are the things that I really struggled with. I would think some of the you know intermediate stuff, putting some touch on the football rather than putting up pellets, I think that's making it a little more catchable for the running backs on screen plays and some of that stuff. Those are some things, just for my naked eye, I'm saying, I think Jordan could be better at. Mm-hmm. Those things in coordination with that understanding, that allows you to grow and you're not looking over your shoulder with the insecurities that coaches and franchises have with developing young quarterbacks because they know their jobs are on the line. 
the Packers didn't have that, and I think that's a big reason why you're seeing some of the success that Jordan had. Uh, didn't Rodgers, if my memory serves me correctly, didn't he every offseason pick one thing to work on? Yep. That he was going to get better at? Yep. Is that commonplace in the league I where you ev- focus in on one thing? I think there's always the, you know, my, maybe for a lineman, maybe my first, you know, first kick out of my pass stance, or I'm having a hard time cutting people off on the backside. How can I do this? Opening your hips. You're, you're always looking, and one of the big things why when you're not injured and you don't have to just put all your time, energy into rehabilitation, you can actually focus on getting better, and that's why people will say look for this big jump. The thing that I think as Packer fans we should be excited about, and I saw somebody post something with Dontavian Wicks, I think was working with Jaden Reed. Those guys are talking about being in the lab and studying and doing things. Receivers can really make a big jump, and especially they start getting together with their quarterback. And now all of a sudden you're not just learning the rudimentary stuff. You now can take it to the next level and say, well, you see this, and then and we do this. And that chemistry that you've built up just gets, gets stronger and stronger. That's what I think Packer fans should be excited about. They should also be excited about how much more fun it'll be to play prize picks and be taking the over on a lot of the a lot of or more the more, more the more thank the you the more on Jordan Love's touchdowns and completions the the Green Bay quarterbacks touchdowns yeah and completions but now you got baseballs getting going you got a little go- I, I was a little bit into dabbled a little bit into golf this weekend. You got college hoops. You got everything coming your way. And there'll be some, I'm sure there'll be some futures as far as looking at projections of what next NFL season is going. But Prize Picks is the only daily, plan, daily fantasy platform with injury insurance. So I'll keep you in the game, even if one of your players does go down. And over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And I'm one of them. Boy, I wish I would have gotten in on that All Star game last night. A lot of mores. A lot of mores. You got what Carl Anthony Towns went for a fifty burger. Dollar Dame went big. It would have been a nice one last night. Price picks will match your first deposit up to hundred bucks. Just download the Price Picks app. Use that promo code WI again. That's code WI on Price Picks for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Price picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The part about draft night that Tausch didn't want Jesse to clip is next. It's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. So, Jordan Love talked a lot about his draft experience during his sit-down with Micah Parsons. Uh, this is not the part that Tausch wanted. <laughs> but we're going to play yeah, it anyway. Pretty easy going and rational, so that's okay. Let's just roll with whatever we so got. I've heard. Uh, so, we'll surprise Tausch with this clip of Jordan Love and Micah Parsons talking about his draft night. I wasn't like you, so I didn't I know I was going first round, man. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I had a lot of pre-draft stuff out there. I didn't, I, it was it was up and down, like it's up and down. But that's how the draft is. I mean, you, I don't know how it was for you, but like that whole process. You go to the combine, you talk to every team in the combine, you meet with every team, all these GMs, 
And I feel like they're all, you know, they don't give you too much. They just ask you questions, ask you about yourself, ask you how you are as a player. And it's all kind of similar stuff. So you don't really get a feel who likes you. My year coming out, I knew that, you know, there were certain teams that were, were going to be taking a quarterback. Um, obviously, we knew Joe Burrow was going, he was going to the Bengals. Um, and it was kind of going to see what happens after that with the, the Dolphins, the Chargers, um, and just go from there. But, man, I had no idea. Um, I actually only talked to Green Bay. I talked to them at the Combine, and I, I actually talked to them uh, the night before the draft. I talked to Matt and uh, the offense coordinator, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. So, but at the same time, like I said, you're talking to everybody. So I, I couldn't really get a beat on, on who wanted me, who was going to pick me. Nobody's showing me their hand. Um, so I ain't know. And then draft night unfolds, man. And obviously Joe goes number one with the Bengals. Um, Tua to Miami. Yep. Uh, Jay Herbo to the Chargers. And I'm like, okay, that's the teams that need a quarterback. So I, I knew need a quarterback. So it's like, okay, now we're going to play the weight game, see who needs it. I thought, you know, coming into it, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to go first round. You know what I mean? Um, everything I was hearing was like, yeah, you're going first round, you're going first round. After those teams went, I was like, okay, man. Well, What's up? <laughs> a lot of the waiting game. We were sitting there in my house waiting, like, okay, man. Who's, everybody's getting taken off the board. No more quarterbacks getting taken. I'm like, okay, so who really needs a quarterback right now? And then, uh, yeah, man, we sitting there out of the blue, get that call. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm. Oh, okay. Hello? Yeah, okay. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> okay. Out of the blue, Tausch. Out of the blue, he said. Didn't he just say he talked to him the day before? He did, but... Is that really out of the blue? I don't know. That's what he said. So I'm intrigued uh, by how that played out, and we'll uh, hopefully he'll talk more about these things. He did seem... And obviously Micah Parsons asks questions different than I do. A lot shorter. <laughs> You're so predictable. Well, You're irrational and predictable. Are they not? Uh, they are, and I knew that's what you were going to say there. But in addition, you know, he was lined up across from him in that playoff game. So he's got a different gravitas when he's talking to Jordan Love than I do. But interesting, because he, I thought he was really throughout this conversation. You now, he says, uh, wait in, like you say, pet in. Um, but I thought he was really comfortable. And I'm not sure there were a ton of times where it felt like he was super, in, you know, comfortable when he was talking to us. So I thought that that was really because you guys cool put him in front of a laundry bin. Uh, I did not put him you, in front of anything. How comfortable can you be when you're in front of a laundry bin, especially when you're worried about someone popping out behind you? Uh, but Tausch, when he talks about draft night, there, I, I want to explore that further. So did he think? Because it sounds to me like, despite talking to Matt Lafleur and Nathaniel Hackett the night before that he didn't really think he was going there. Well, what I would have loved to ask him... Follow-up. If I was Micah... Follow-up. ...was, do you think you should have went higher? Because right now, I don't think anybody's going to doubt... Maybe you guys will. I still think Joe Burrow, his pedigree, he's, he's injury-prone. I'd go Joe Burrow, and then I think I'd go Jordan Love next. I'd rather have him than Herbert. I'd rather have him than Tua. And I'm guessing if you asked, maybe not Harbaugh because he's crazy and you know he is going to be all in on Herbert, mm -hmm. which he should be. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing if the Miami Dolphins had a choice, they'd take Jordan Love in a heartbeat. 
Who was the other? There was another quarterback that went. Who was the fourth guy? J- well, no, those those are the only those are the four that Jordan went in the first the round. Okay, and then Jalen Hurts went in the second round. Yeah, I would bet Philly would rather have Jordan Love too. I started wondering about this when I heard that there's maybe three quarterbacks right now that I think you'd rather have than Jordan Love, maybe. But before you go any further on this, let me ask you this question then, because this is the question that I think is going to hang over next season. And we all believe what we saw from him throughout the course of the second half of the season. But we have also talked about on this very show, defensive coordinators are going to have better ideas of what he's capable of, what he does well, what he doesn't do well. They're going to break it down. They're going to try and force him into the things he doesn't do well if that's moving to his left or whatever it might be. Jalen Hurts backslid after being really good and number two in the MVP voting when they went to the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert, up and down. Tua, up and down, although great statistical season this year. I'll say this. I know what you're saying. You're going to ask, is there going to be a backslide? There could be. But here's the thing that I like and why I don't think so. Jalen Hurts, so much of the stuff that he did was predicated on a good running game Uh and on him being a big component of that run game quarterback runs, designed runs, not just scrambles. Jordan Love, how did he do? A great tell for me always is how do you do the second time around when you're playing teams that have scouted you and seen you live and in person? How do you do when that happens? How did he do? It's a lot better against the Vikings than a he was the first A lot better against the Lions. Yeah. Now, you say a lot better against the Bears? No, probably not, but still very you know, not anything Certainly good enough. So when you start factoring that in and the fact you're not asking Jordan Love to run quarterback read options, you would think he's going to improve. Now, will there be different things that people look at? Absolutely, they will. But I'm not worried about the backslide. I would be worried about backsliding if it was more... Uh, he's, he's, he, you're asking him to do a ton with his legs and everything else. That is going to be the question. By, and you're right, Jason. That will be the question of the season is, can he sustain it? Right. Can he grow? Because just what he did, if he plays 15 years like he did this year, nobody's yeah. going to be mad about it. Nope, no one will. And I'm not predicting he will backslide. I'm but. just saying that other guys have also had good stretches and then... Struggle. For sure. And, and by the way, you, you mentioned what Jalen Hurts had going for him, and I agree it's not the same, but a good chunk of his run of playing really well actually also coincided with the offensive line getting its act together, right? And mm-hmm. Elton Jenkins getting healthy and them playing really well yep. in front of him. And Aaron Jones being Aaron Jones. Now, not all of that uh, run that he big had. Big chunk wasn't, but yeah. But at four games of it, he ran for over 100 yards. Absolutely. Then he had a five, and then he had a fifth 100-yard game in the game they lost to the 49ers. So I'm not, again, I'm not predicting a backslide. I am. Pre- I will predict this because I'm a big prognosticator, as you know. He's going to have a clunker or two during the 2024 season. Oh, way to That's go not, out there on a reach! I, wow. My point. Yeah, he might have a bad game. It, really? He, he might. He might have two or three. 
But I would be if you told me to take more or less more, like prize picks. More I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I want you predicting. If See? that's the prediction you're going to give me, I don't know if I want. So, so you know, what? some might say that Scrap I'm crazy like a fox. So I want to do a preemptive poll on this, oh, not Lord. this. But th- I've been thinking about this even when I was down with the road builders and down in Florida and with City and everybody else. Ex-teammates to be not named. Yeah, I, I just named them. Not all of them. The if Jordan Love has the same career as Aaron Rodgers, are Packer fans going to be happy with that? I'm talking team sick. The whole thing, one Super Bowl appearance, one win. Nope. Fifteen years as a starter, all pros everywhere, Hall of Fame. You don't think Packer fans are going to be content with that? So here's the thing that I experienced. I kind of, of by the way, I kind of agree with you. I. I have been so the last couple of days on our various other shows across ESPN Wisconsin. While you were down learning how you to work build on the roads, weekends? and yeah, I did uh, Sunday Karma yesterday. Uh, I I will just say this: there are uh, apparently the new conversation that we're having is about Aaron Rodgers' playoff history and how much blame he may have escaped for their failures during his time as the starter. I think this started, and we did not talk. Did we talk to Rob Domofsky last week? I don't think no, we did. No, Hambone did. Rutledge uh, and Hamilton did. And, and he, so he made a comment, I think, on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy that Rodgers, uh, I want to say it w- he was talking about the Seattle loss in the 2014 NFC Championship game, how poorly he played and how that's forgotten in he the grant, he had one calf, and, and that was what I said. Was that look? If you want to crush Aaron Rodgers for his playoff performance, don't do it. The Tampa Bay game is the one you crush him. On. I said the and Tampa Sam Bay Fran. game and the. Thank you. I, you're finishing my sentences. It's great to have you back. Because Wes, where we were with you, his left. last you pick, two playoff yes, games are the totally ones you crush him on. Deserves it. You want yes. to crush him for uh, the the game against Arizona, or he scored forty five and got beat? Go ahead, crush him. You're going to look like an idiot. Uh, that Seattle game, I'm not crushing him at all for that. That was a team. You talk about a team. Blech, that's what happened there. Yeah, wait, that's what Brian talked about when he was in for But as we talked far about it with as the, the where, and I criticized him in a big way after that Tampa game. Right. Because Had every everybody crushing, oh, Kevin King gave up this, and oh, you know, Mike Patton did this, and up, 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 up. Jair Alexander picks three and outs below a galore. And that's not what you do when you're the MVP. No. Period. Totally fair. And every opportunity, I know it was cold, but every opportunity. It wasn't that cold. We, to figure, think, no, no, no. I don't even know year. if I wore my rabbit jacket. No, no, no. no the next that day. Well, I was moving to the next game uh-huh. that he also deserves criticism for, which is the loss to the 49ers. I understand that the special teams was terrible. But if you are, again, the MVP playing at home, you deserve criticism. And he got it on this show. They lost 13-10. to 10. I don't care how bad your special teams were. We said it at the time. You got to score more than one offensive touchdown. I don't care how good the 49ers were. Now, Mercedes Lewis lost a fumble. Uh did Aaron Jones lose a fumble in that game, too, or was it just the yeah, Tampa play, Bay game? A goofy play at the end of the half, or something that didn't work out. So my, th- those are the games that there's no doubt he deserves criticism for. But 
that leads me to think, in listening to people talk about his playoff pedigree, that if he has the exact same career as his predecessor, that they're going to be disappointed in Jordan Love, too. Pull it. Pull it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. A PP, if you will. A PPP? Right, well. it, but doesn't it sound crazy and arrogant to it say? It does. No doubt, it does. We have Jordan Love now in the same, basically the same time frame, one year faster, I believe, than Aaron. Right? Or it's the same, three years. He got to the playoffs a year before Rodgers did. Yeah, I think Packer fans, because there's a, for as great as Aaron was in his time here, I think most people say he left some meat on the bone. And there's plenty of meat on there. Which, which Eleanor never does when she gets chicken from Quick Trip. And great thing. One of the things we missed, being gone. Didn't have the rotisserie chicken on Monday. Didn't get the Nature's Touch for ice real? cream. For real? No for reals. But good news. We don't have any groceries at the house. We've been gone. We're going to take the hassle out of planning out your day. And we're just going to head over to Quick Trip. And today's the day to do it. Monday, whole chicken for five ninety nine. It is the perfect deal to start for your weeknight meal. You can get it hot and ready at your local Quick Trip. And what I love about this rotisserie chicken, you can throw it together. You can just wolf it, grab one of those big legs, chomp on it. be good, And then you can make a soup if you want, if it gets cooler during the week. You can make quesadillas. you got all that leftover rotisserie chicken. And then if you, you know what, you get to Wednesday, grab some chicken tendies. You know, we love the tendies. Quick Trip's got them on special every Wednesday, $9.99, hand-breaded. Oh, jumbo, succulent. You get a little of that buffalo sauce. It makes your lunch an easy decision. You can order ahead for any of these chicken specials, plus pizza, other take-home meals available hot and ready, and they're all on a great deal. Download the Quick Rewards app from your phone's app store. Select Order Ahead in the app, and you can order ahead. Take care of the payment before you even get into the parking spot. Orders can be picked up in-store or even brought right to your car. That's bad for Jesse because then he can't go in there and get all those free samples that Quick Trip has. And don't forget about your Nature's Touch milk to wash it all down. Just $2.99 per gallon. Skim, 1% and 2%. Cow to store in 24 hours, right from La Crosse at Quick Trip's dairy facility. Just checked my Quick Rewards app. I've got $0.05 cents off on fuel right now, and i got a free glazer coming. That's a heck of a combination. Just a single glazer or a box. Just one. No, just one. Free I glazer. Know, can you get, I didn't even know. I thought they all, they're, they're not all just six-packed up. No, you can get they. They're in the case. They're in the you case too. You gotta take a little paper and grab just one. Oh, you can mix and match your uh, dunkers too. I'm a dunker I know you guy. like the cherry. Well, they ones. just no. I, you know what? I just dabbled into the raspberry because you know Eleanor's a big raspberry fan. I thought that would, yeah, but raspberry, cherry, blueberry, all kinds blueberry. of berries. Blueberry. Blueberry. All right. Well, download the app so you too can know that the kitchen cravings bacon wrapped pork is four for five dollars right now. Like I know from my hot. What are you wrapping that? What are you wrapping that bacon in? Scallops? What's your? You're not no, a scallop. It's, guy. It, well, it's 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 pork. That's no, no, no. But I'm the saying bacon. they have that great deal on just the regular bacon too for two forty. I, I love a good scallop. Scallops. Sack likes the scallops. More next is Wildey and Tausch. <laughs> You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you.
Jesse, how's Riley doing back there? He's great. Figuring out how to run our video stream, which is not an easy operation. Yeah, you get the pull in the field. He did? Good job, Riley. Well, no, he hasn't yet. We will. Here's the thing. When he asked, did he get the pull in the field? And you said yes. You said yeah. If it... I misheard you. I was talking. Sorry. If you want a preemptive poll, you can't post it during the show. Disagree. Because then it's just a poll. Nope. Disagree. That's but, a good question, though. The show is still going on. Uh, during commercial break? Preemptive for yeah, tomorrow's show. Fair. Yeah, well, it's a preemptive for tomorrow's show. All right. I still I, have listen, as I always do, and Riley will learn this, I trust my producers. No, you don't. Sometimes I do to a fault. No, I do. But to a fault, sometimes. You don't think I trust Jesse? I trust you Jesse. Tend to, you tend to uh, ask a lot. Hey, do you got that pole in the field? Or, hey, do you got that audio? Yeah. That doesn't sound like trust to me. It sounds like yeah, job I, requirements. I agree with Tausch. Like he may complain about my driving, but he trusts my driving. Amen. Mm. No, I do. <laughs> he just second guesses it a lot, and he's staying behind trucks and stuff. Uh, what he would never second guess is Wonelli. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just the other morning I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the crimson tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for... Whoa, Nelly! On Wildey and Tausch. Big night at the Overture Center in Madison last night. Les Miserables, number one in my musical power rankings, playing this week. Wow, ahead of Hamilton? Yeah, number one. By a lot. It was really good. They did a great job. Jean Valjean. Yes. Nailed it. Master of the house. So many good songs. So, before the musical, we're there enjoying a little cocktail before we head in for the performance. And we uh, as you and Becca? Uh, Becca and I and uh, Becca's two longtime friends, Heather and Karina, all part of our group that has the season tickets. So it's you four. It's our us four every, Girls every time. Yep, exactly. Are you going to re-up? We've re-upped several times already. I mean, are you re-upping? Like, are you committing to the 24-25 overture season? Great question. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. We, we really enjoy going. Six or seven nights, Sunday nights out of the year. Not bad at all. Except for when it coincides with a game. So far, it has, uh, this three or four years we've done this, never coincided with a Packers game. Ex- oh, wait, I guess not. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, you just Cowboys had an issue You're right. One time, because it was a playoff. Yeah, except for that one storm time. That except for that Yeah, too. we would have. Right. So, before the show last night, like we're enjoying a couple of drinks and everything before we go in. So, I run to the bathroom because it's like 10 minutes before show. It's a long show. I make sure you yes, take care is. of business before you go. Yeah. So, as I'm washing my hands, there's a guy who also comes over to wash his hands. And he's wearing this really cool, like, short sleeve panda shirt. Like, it's got like almost like a Hawaiian shirt kind of vibe with a bunch of, like, panda different designs on it. Like, pictures and I'm like hey that's a really cool shirt I love that shirt and the guy looked at me like I was speaking a different language like he had no idea what I was like why I would give him a compliment about his shirt in the bathroom. he's like yeah thanks and then he kind of like gave me the side eye and I was like okay and then I walked away I was like we should go in now <laughs> is it weird Just to wait, who like, should I go like- in you and him Hey, no, we should sit together. No, you want to trade I, seats with my wife? I left, and then I went by Becca and her, and her friend. I'm like, we, get, we should hey, go in now. Sorry, Becca. I got to sit next to this dude. He's got a really cute panda, panda guy. Shirt, it was man. a cool shirt. I thought I could say, hey, like, you don't wear that kind of shirt and not look for a little attention. So as I'm washing my hands, he comes. Well, I'm like, yeah, it's a really cool shirt. I love that. And he's like, yeah. 
And I'm like, okay. I guess, like, was is, did I do something wrong by complimenting the fella's shirt as he was coming over to wash his hands? Bathroom. <laughs> Put your phone away. Pee. Wash your hands. And if you really feel that, com- uh, wait outside the bathroom and say, man. <laughs> I, oh, come I, on, that would be way you want worse. Me to surprise him I the saw you peeing over this. there, and I really liked your panda shirt. No, I I don't think you did anything wrong. Is it a little awkward, and the way you told the story even more awkward? Yeah, all those things can be true. But, Jesse, you're a people person. You like conversation. You're pretty good at it. I think this. I think you telling the story is worse than what actually happened. That's going to be my guess on this. Um. All right, so... If you had said it while you were both at the urinal, I am a. I do not want you to talk to me if you are in the adjacent urinal. What about stalls? Then it's your buddy. Um, I guess if I, I know, I want to take care of my business and get the hell out of there. I, I, so if you're in the neighboring stall with the door closed and you're taking care of your, no, don't talk to me. So but you're the, basically saying no talk in the bathroom. Yeah. What if it's your boy? Maybe, what if you're with I, your no, boy? No, what I'm saying is if you're washing, I think the hand-washing zone is conversation zone. I'm fine with that. So I'm a little surprised that this guy felt awkward with you. But if you had been, st- if you guys were in neighboring urinals, I do not want anyone talking to me under those circumstances while they're peeing. stage fright? No, I can still pee just fine. I've also seen more than a few people who have gone to a no-hands technique, which we've talked about before on this show, which I don't understand. But I really just don't want to talk to you. I want to pee. I want to wash my hands. I want to be out of there. But so the, you don't want to talk to the panda guy at the washing station. If I am going to talk in the bathroom, that would be the one place where I think it's okay. So here's what I think. We sh- this should we should revert back to the 80s on this. And you can remember the trough. No, 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 no. So there's a a little deal outside of the actual bathroom. Don't put sinks in the bathroom. Get that thing where you put your feet and you push the thing on the button. Oh, and it, the big like half circle yes. thing. And then it's there, like and you're washing outside, high? and it's out of it's out of the bathroom. Put more urinals in, save it from the sinks, and put the sinks out or put the thing, the little deal, out in the main deal where everybody can just wash their hands. So now that you've gone to a symposium on road building, now you can go to a symposium on bathroom improvement on your next vacation because this is a good idea. I like it. Won't Ellie? What did the guy Whoa, say anything Nelly. about the panda shirt? No. though. So he, he said, just yeah. wanted to get away from it. Yeah, me. thanks. Gave me a weird look. I was like, okay. Creepy. Like he clearly seemed like he did not want to talk to me while in the bathroom. And I was maybe, like, okay. Maybe his wife that, got though. after him for wearing the panda shirt, and he didn't know what to do because he wasn't dressed up enough for Jean Valjean, and he wasn't sure how to react. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's it for Whoa, Nelly. If you want to wear a panda shirt to the next Badgers game and maybe get some VIP treatment and maybe get a win. Let's get a dub. <laughs> I mean, we're going to make the tournament, right? Talk to Amphib. Who needs if pandas we lose when out, we got peacock, we, am I if, right? If we only win one more game, because I don't think we're going to beat Purdue. 
And if we get knocked out in the first round, are we still – we're definitely a tournament team at this point, even if things get salty? A lot of quad one wins I've okay, seen. Okay, good. Yeah. I know that Fort Myers championship. It's I hard was to there. get to the final four if you don't get in the tournament. I was there, and I knew that that tournament, beating Virginia and SMU, was going to be a big win. I was excited about getting there, and American Family Insurance is excited to get you a VIP experience at a Badger basketball game, you and a friend. Pre-game courtside passes, tour of the facility, tons of great merch to support your Badgers. Enter today at amfam.com slash badgers. No purchase is necessary. Ensure carefully. Dream fearlessly. We'll wrap things up next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. Before we go, tell us again about your love of Coors Light. Oh, I love Coors Light. Brew the three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filter, and it is cold packaged to chill. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, nineteen seventy-eight. Coors Light, refreshing, crisp, only one hundred two calories. That's why it is Coors Light in my hand when I need a moment to chill. Suburb responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So Brian Balaga is going to join us tomorrow instead of Wednesday. Is that right, Jesse? Yeah, a little schedule adjustment because oh. he's got a uh, golf tournament that he's going to be participating oh, in later. Guest member. Tournament that he's called member guest, but Uh, member guest. Sorry, sorry, didn't mean to get that wrong. Are you going to ask him about his uh, donkey farm, and are you going to tell him face to face on video that you're not going to come to the donkey farm with us? No, I'm not going to make it down. I want to get down there and golf. I'm not interested in working on a donkey farm. No, no one said you had to work. Could you go golfing and do the show? You're not going to go down there and not do something. You don't go down there. There's no free lunch. Get out there and work if you're going to get down there. Pick some oranges. Feed the donkeys. I would pick the oranges. I'd love to pick a few oranges fresh off the tree. All right. Well, Brian Belag is scheduled to appear tomorrow. Thanks for coming along for the ride with us today. Great to have the prodigal Tausch back. Isaac and Abraham and the whole crew, Jacob and sons. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> Take care. Be good. <laughs>